Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 106, verses 1 through 6, 13 to 23, and 47 to 48. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty doings of the Lord, or declare all his praise? Happy are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people. Help me when you deliver them, that I may see the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory in your heritage. Both we and our ancestors have sinned. We have committed iniquity, have done wickedly. But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. But they had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked, but sent a wasting disease among them. They were jealous of Moses in the camp and of Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the faction of Abiram. Fire also broke out in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf at Horeb and worshipped a cast image. They exchanged the glory of God for the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt wondrous works in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. Therefore he said he would destroy them, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him, to turn away his wrath from destroying them. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name, and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 9 through 14. But take care and watch yourselves closely, so as neither to forget the things that your eyes have seen, nor to let them slip from your mind all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and to your children's children, how you once stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Assemble the people for me, and I will let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me as long as they live on the earth, and may teach their children so. You approached and stood at the foot of the mountain while the mountain was blazing up to the very heavens, shrouded in dark clouds. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of words but saw no form. There was only a voice. He declared to you his covenant, which he charged you to observe, that is, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets. And the Lord charged me at at that time to teach you statutes and ordinances for you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6-16 through If you put these instructions before the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished on the words of, the, of faith and of the sound teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with profane myths and old wives' tales. Train yourselves in godliness. For while physical training is of some value, godliness is valuable in every way, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, 
For to this end we toil and struggle, because we have had our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. These are the things you must insist on and teach. Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love and faith and purity. Until I arrive, give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhorting, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Put these things into practice. Devote yourselves to them so that all may see your progress. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this you will save both yourself and your hearers. Good morning and welcome to the 13th Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come from all parts of Psalm 106, Deuteronomy 4, and 1 Timothy 4. Um, In the middle selection of the psalm, there's this phrase that would be familiar to most military folks. God said he would destroy Israel, had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to turn away his wrath from destroying them. Standing in the breach is familiar to um, anybody who's done like mount uh, operations, uh, urban combat training. Um, I remember when I was in, was it NTC? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. It was also... uh, at Bragg during my first year, um, whenever you would, uh, well, I won't say whenever, we were training to take a small village. <clears throat> and around the village was concertina wire. There was a mound set up, you know, some kind of like earthen works that, um, that were set up to keep us out, right? And you have to breach as both a verb and a noun, or it was, that was how it was used when I was in. As a breach, as a verb, you, it's to break something, right? To break through, to, um, you know, lay C4 along the the door and blow it. And then that is how you breach the door as a verb, right? But there's also uh, breach as a noun, which is um, that mound in concertina wire. Um, and standing in the breach is usually falls to someone. Uh, it's a job, basically, to help people through, help battle buddies through the breach, um, which is what Moses is doing. Uh, and I remember <laughs> this one time stands out because the engineers were having trouble cutting the wire or whatever, I don't know. And so um, one of the engineers or somebody had tripped and fallen on top of it. And they said, well, there's your breach. Um, and I remember, <laughs> I I'd st- I think he's okay. I have no idea. But like a whole platoon at least, if not a company, of guys literally walked on this dude as a bridge over the concertina wire. Because I don't know why he was chosen. I don't know if he fell, if he volunteered. I have no idea. I can't remember. But I just remember thinking like that sacrifice right there. He, you know, he had his he had his helmet over his face, so he wasn't like getting cut up or anything. 
and his uniform would have been you know trash because it would have been thrashed by all the seawire. Um, but he became the breach, and he wasn't standing, but he was standing in the breach. He was standing at that portal between um, the known and the unknown, between friendly and enemy. Um, and so I, I hear this word in um, in the psalm, and I want to you know it's fascinating to me because Moses is that person in this point, and not everybody who you know quote unquote stands in the breach. Not everybody has thrown themselves on top of the seawire, but that does happen. Um, sometimes it's the NCO at the doorway leading guys into the door or um, the uh, the loadmaster or the jump master on a C-17 as paratroopers are getting shuffled out the door. That is what it means to stand in the breach. The transition, the threshold between safety and security and you know awareness to the complete unknown. You don't know if every you know paratrooper before you is getting pulled along out the tail. You don't know if you're going to get shot in the air. Um, but that's what the breach is. And I looked up the Hebrew. Um, the Hebrew word that's used is peretz, um, or perez, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, and it literally means it's uh, the... Uh, the word here is a noun, the the breach, um, the that threshold, and it comes from uh, another word, paraz, which is a verb, which is to break down, to break, to blow up, um, to uh, you know to be just demolished. So it's this broken place or the place of brokenness um, where. You know, someone's laying there on the sea wire because it's broken uh, because we couldn't get, you know, we couldn't get it cut in time. This threshold, the breach uh, between um, comfort and stability and discomfort and chaos or possible chaos at least. This is what Moses does. He stands at that point between perfect order or God and chaos, which is humanity. I'd like to think, I want to believe that humanity always strives for good, but we have free will. And that is a kind of chaos because God has willed that he will not have control over humanity, um, that there is a certain giving up, a, a certain breaking that occurred between God's perfection and the creation of humankind. Moses and the prophets and the priests, they stand in the breach and help us through. They, they encourage the, the permeability of that, that threshold, that divine perfection can enter our world and that chaotic humanity might be experienced by God. And ultimately, of course, that is figured in Jesus Christ, who was literally both God and humankind, right? Um, and he fulfilled his role as a prophet, as a priest, as a king. Um, but the standing in the breach, it's this sacrificial task. You know, that, you know, that guy, you know, maybe he was chuckling. I have no idea. But I'm sure it didn't, it wasn't fun. And we think of, you know, literally walking on someone as being demeaning and insulting and dehumanizing. But here he was, maybe voluntarily, um, doing 
this thing, totally debasing himself so that others might enter this void, um, you know, that they might storm the gates of heaven, I guess, to so to speak. Um, and so the the military and its language is ripe with this kind of meaning of standing in the breach. What does it mean to sacrifice, to um, be willing to be hurt so that others might have some safety and comfort? Um, there is this debate about um, last Thursday, uh, President Biden using Isaiah 6 um, to talk about men and women in the military. Um, and while I think that can be abused, Scripture can certainly be abused, and a lot of um, outlets pointed out, oh, you know, it's there's this long history of presidents, you know, exploiting biblical prophecy for foreign policy. But Biden was referring to the human beings, um, 13 of whom had died after they were called up to go help literally evacuate thousands upon thousands of Afghans fleeing a brutal regime. They were killed by a terrorist organization. And literally what they were doing was trying to um, hand over fist as many human lives as possible between the chaos of the Taliban and the, the comparable order of uh, you know, safety in a C-17. Um, and they stood in the breach literally. Um, the reports coming out um, were that you know they there were so many casualties because there were so many people and the the usual high levels of security you would see otherwise in a green zone they just couldn't do that in order to screen Afghans in order to get them on a plane they had to be in the mix with them they had to be in the breach literally in the breach where um, this threshold between safety and chaos. Um, and that that was exploited by people who wanted little more than to hurt as many people as possible. Um, and most of the Christian world in America, all they could think about is, oh, you know, he's using he's using um, scripture to blah blah blah. He was pointing out that the prophetic task is one of sacrifice, of standing in the breach, and service members. Enlistment is driven very much by economics, but very quickly a sense of responsibility sets in. And many soldiers and veterans, sometimes for the first time in their lives, have a sense of purpose and meaning because what they're doing, for the most part, um, gives them that purpose. And it's that sacrifice on behalf of others, doing things for others, standing in the breach, that gives their lives that, that meaning. Um, and so we've mistaken, we continue to mistake human beings for, you know, high-level policy. Um, and it's, it makes it almost impossible to have an intelligent conversation about the human beings in uniform um, because we don't want to see them as human beings. We want to see them as little more than instruments of policy or, you know, organized violence. Um, and that's really, that's really tragic um, because there's, as I've said earlier, so much uh, pregnant meaning um, within the the culture of the military that we can and should um, view through the lens of our faith and vice versa, to view our, our faith through uh, the lens of the military. Um, but to do that, we have to 
stand in the breach with Moses between what we think we know and what we know we don't know. Or maybe we, you know, both things, we think we know and we think we don't know. A beautiful prayer to say during the Mass from the Little Bell magazine published in France in 1912. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's doubt, faith. Where there's despair, hope. Where there's darkness, light. Where there's sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.